Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I am your host, C. Choi, aka Christina. And yes, there is a video portion. Um, if you guys are our roomies on Patreon, then haha, you are seeing my barren face. I'm sorry, my face is breaking out, so I didn't want to put like too much makeup on. So I literally only have lip balm on. <laughs> this background will change. Right now I have, I'm, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if I said this on our podcast, but I have been working as a VIP kid teacher, which is basically like an online education, like an online English tutor. And so, um, yeah, I've been working as a teacher. So my background is still in my teacher setup. But don't worry, it will change. Yeah, you won't. It won't be this, you know, elementary-ish background anymore. Um, if you guys are curious on what I am talking about, subscribe and be our roomie, and you will see me in my natural habitat or in my classroom. Anyways, let's begin. We are talking about a new drama today. I actually watched this yesterday. Um, okay, I have a lot of things to say because this drama is about an hour long, and which is kind of like um, how regular Korean dramas are. Um, but this drama took me longer to watch it, and because I was taking notes, the words that they use. This is a historical-based drama, which means that. You know, the tone, not the tone, like the speech, it's more like, I want to say like old Korean, but it's like old Korean-ish, even though this drama is, you know, like pretty modern and they try to incorporate like modern themes into this drama, which I've noticed, um, but it's still like that saguk tone, which is kind of like that historical, uh, jargon or like those words so i had to like pause it and really like read the subtitles and then take my notes for some uh for some things so yeah it took me a lot longer to watch this drama than normal so yeah without further ado let's begin let me pull up my notes episode one of Hwarang, the beginning when it first opens up, it has like this narration by this woman, which I recognize her voice. Like she is the narrator for the crime scene variety show. She has like a very mysterious voice. Like she, she kind of like captures you. Like, um, I don't know if I can imitate it, but it's like, who? I don't, I can't imitate it, okay? But you just have to like, trust me. Um, and watch it for yourself and just hear her voice. It's amazing. So she's narrating. Apparently, this is based on um, Shilla, which is the weakest of the three kingdoms. So there was like Shilla, Pekje, and then like, is it Goryeo or Goguryeo? I have no idea. I should have done my research, but. So it's based 1500 years ago um, during King Jin Hung who has been a ruler for 12 years uh, of Shilla. So he was the king of Shilla, which was the smallest and the weakest of the three kingdoms. His life was threatened, so he had to live in exile without revealing his identity. So he was basically like kicked out of his country, I think. 
um, his mom, the queen, was ruling in his stead, or she was like the regent. And she is the one who created these huarangs, or flowering knights. And she, so this is all narration, by the way. And she um, made this knights to sort of like strengthen her own ruling, um, her rule. She reigned as the regent for about 10 years. So yeah, that's when, that's like the historical background of how this drama begins. She is, I think, right now she is like planning to make uh, the huarangs. So then we actually open up and we see our lead, I think he's the leading character, Park Seo-jun. Um, Park Seo-jun is the actor. I don't know his name, they didn't say. Park Seo-jun, he's looking very like rugged, kind of like, like dirty. <laughs> he looks good, but like he's kind of dirty, you know? He's in the middle of a field and he says that it's bribing day, which I don't know what that means. I guess it's like a holiday. I don't know. He said it's bribing day, so he's busy. Okay. Um, he says this to like a group of thugs and he's like, go away. Like, I'm busy. Um, they're about to get into a fight and the group of thugs, there's like three of them. And one of them is like, there can only be one leader. Um, but when they said like leader, they said they used the word tegari, which means literal translation big head. Um, it's kind of like kind of like a slang term, I think. It means head, but it's kind of like a slang term. It's not a proper term. Um, and Park Sojun is like, you can be the tegari. Like, I don't care. Um, he said that his dad. I don't know. He said someone. Like I think his guardian um, apparently told him not to get into trouble so you just leave and you can be the tegari for all I care like you be the tegari and then he's about to like walk away so the leader of the three tegaris like he kind of brings up his mom so Park Sojun's mom he's like no wonder your mom left you without even naming you. So the, Park Sojun has no name apparently so we're just gonna refer to him as Park Sojun for now because we can't just call him no name he doesn't have a name. So that leader of the thug is like kind of dissing him, bringing up his mom. And Park Sojun, he like stops and he takes out a die, like a 14-sided die. And he like throws it in the air and it lands on the ground. And apparently that die has, it has 14 sides. So it has like parts of the body. It was in like that Chinese character, so I don't really know. Um, but apparently it has like body parts to attack. So when he throws it in the air and it lands on like a side, that's the body part that he's going to attack. Which like, why do you have this? Why did you make this? Like, that's, what? What is the purpose of this? Anyways, he like, throws it and then um, it lands on like the nose. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna get your nose. And um, he's about to charge. And then Park Seo-jun kind of like, he has kind of like an episode. Um, I feel like he has like epilepsy because he like starts to like, like twitch and then like he faints. And like the leader about of that thug group is about to like charge and they charge, but like, um, he like makes a swing, Park Seo-jun faints. Um, he didn't even touch, you know, they didn't touch skin or anything. Um, but the leader's like, did I, did I do that? 
And then out of nowhere, Kwang Soo, Lee Kwang Soo from Running Man, he comes out. What you doing? I'm like, I didn't know he was in this drama. Kwang Soo comes out of nowhere, and he like. Protects Park Seo Joon, and he's like fighting for him. Like, hey, don't touch him. And he's like fighting, but of course, of course, Kwang Soo gets beat up. Um, and then, and the th- the three thugs they're like surrounding Kwang Soo, and they're just like pummeling him. And uh, Park Seo Joon wakes up, and um, Kwang Soo's like, "You should have woken up earlier. Like, what took you so long? I'm all hurt." <laughs> Park Seo-jun gets like angry and he's like, he yells at the the guys, the three thugs. He's like, you better run. I'm gonna give you a head, like a head start. So run. I'm telling you run. So like the thugs, they run like crazy. Um, Park Seo-jun and Kwang Soo, they're like chasing them. Um, Kwang Soo falls. Park Seo-jun is like um, about to get them. Then they cross like a bridge um, over like a chasm. But it was like a, it wasn't even like a bridge. It was more like a, they laid like a ladder thing. And so what the thugs did is once they got across, they like pushed the bridge and it like fell into like um, the pit. So um, they were like, ha ha ha, like making fun of him, like teasing, like you can't get us now. And then, uh, like, Park Seo Joon, he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, he's looking kind of, like, flustered. Um, and then they talk about his nickname. The thugs are like, what, what was his nickname again? Because they don't know his name, because he, he doesn't have a name. What was his nickname again? His nickname is Kesehe. I just can't get away with Kesehe. Just can't get away from reply 1997. I thought, what? Why? <laughs> of all the nicknames in the world, <laughs> why Kese? Why? For those of you who are have no clue what I'm talking about, Kese actually means dog bird, and it was Yoonjae's nickname. Yoonjae from Reply 1997, the drama that I literally just finished a couple of days ago. Yeah. So then um, they're like, "Why Kese?" He's like, he acts like a Kese apparently. I have a feeling that they use that term because it's kind of like you get away with like cursing if you add one more syllable to Kese, which is like ki Kese, and then like that other syllable, then it becomes like a curse word. So I think this was their way of like getting away with it, like oh. We got you. We didn't say the bad word, but you know what we mean, you know, kind of like that. So maybe that's why. But honestly, like, I was a little bit traumatized when I heard this. Um, <laughs> so Park Seo Joon, he like steps back and he's like about to like, like he kind of revs himself up and he's like about to jump. He literally like leaps into the air and like, okay, the chasm was like, if this, if a person is like this small. Um, the chasm is like pretty wide and he literally like jumps 
and he's in like mid air, like halfway, uh, like halfway above like the pit area. And then like, we don't know what happens next because it transitions. So I don't know if he made it. Well, he probably made it because he's alive. So yeah. So the next scene is the palace. So a woman is getting prepared. She's like getting prepped um, by servants. Like she's getting dressed. She's like, you know, getting her makeup done, like pampered. And she is the queen, Queen Jisoo. And oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so we transition to this guy in jail. And this guy is the dad from Reply 1997. Like he is everywhere. Song dong he's like everywhere. So he is in this drama as well. He is in jail. So I wrote that the dad is in jail, the dad from Reply 1997 because I don't know his name in this drama. So a guard comes and tells him to prepare for the queen's visit because the queen was gonna come. Um, the dad apparently was like the prior king's close friend. So I feel like we should not call him the dad. So we're gonna call him um, old friend. So OF, because I don't know his name. So OF is apparently in jail um, because he was like sleeping with the late king's concubine. So this is why I don't want to call him the dad because it's a different character. Like yeah, we have to break away from Reply 1997. Goodbye. So yeah, he was apparently in jail for sleeping with the late king's concubine. And I didn't really catch it, but he kind of phrased it saying that like, oh yeah, people thought that I was like crazy, which I guess you kind of are if you're sleeping with the king's concubines. And the queen is like, you must not really like this, you know, sacred kingdom, like our kingdom. And he's like, well, he's kind of like passive aggressive. He's like, this is the country that kicked out her own son and couldn't get rid of her greed even after being regent for 10 years. And he's like talking about her. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this country. The queen is like, have you thought about my offer? And he becomes kind of like rude. I can tell that he doesn't really like her at all. Um, he's kind of like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't want, like, what do you want? He's kind of like yawning and kind of like not interested. She tells him that she plans to make a group of guards that will give their lives for the king. OF is like, okay, but like, what for? And he's like, who are you going to like recruit? Because most uh, of young men gets recruited for the army. So that's like different than what she wants to create. She says she's going to recruit the sons of the officials and then ask him to train them. So he, she asks OF to train them to be loyal to the king and not to anybody else. And then um, she kind of gives him like a deal. Because, you know, K-dramas, they love their deals. She's like, if you do this for me, and if you train them to become this Hwarangs or a flower knights, then I will step down from being regent. And then um, he's like contemplating, and then we switch to a different scene. Kwangsu and Park Sojun, they're, they're talking about going down to the capital city. And apparently they're both peasants. So there's like a law saying that peasants cannot enter the capital city. And if they are found, um, because I guess like in the capital city, you need to have an ID, but peasants don't have ID because they're just peasants. 
Um, so Kwangsu is talking about how he is from, he is apparently from the capital city, but I don't know how he ended up there. He doesn't know his name. He ha- all he has is like this wooden wooden necklace. It's like wood beads. So and there's like a little like pointy end, like a like a hook, like a shark tooth, but it's like wood. You know what I mean? Like it comes out to like this arrow. But anyways, that is his only um, way of identifying it because he said that his father had given that to him and um, his sister has one exactly like it. Like he ha- he knows he has a father. He knows he has a sister. He just don't know who he is. He's like, I'm going to go down to the capital city and find my dad and my sister. And um, they're worried about each other because, you know, they can't enter the cities. I think they said the consequence is death if they get caught. And then Park Seo-jun suddenly like remembers something about a payment and then they run off. And they enter a house and like no one is there. And Park Seo-jun and Kwang Soo, they like drink water from like a pot. And then like an arrow is like shot. It lands on a post right besides like Park Seo-jun's face. And an old man had shot it and he was like re- getting ready to shoot another one. And um, as he's like about to shoot them, they're like, calm down, sir, calm down. I'm sorry, I didn't make the payment. So I guess they owe him money. But the man is like, you know what the consequences is uh, for not paying, for missing payments? It's death. So he's about to like shoot it, shoot him. Um, they're like running around. Uh, the old man talks about like how Pastor Jun's mom abandoned him there. And like, you don't even have names. So like you're worthless or you know and then he's about to like he like shoots the arrow at him it hits like the blunt end hits him on his forehead and then like uh passes out it wasn't like a pointy end i guess i think this is a nice old man because he didn't actually kill Park Seo-jun. back to the palace apparently someone is coming to the capital which i think it was the king and he comes in at nighttime and like the guards like bow before he goes in. There were two guards that were like kind of greeting him. The queen was like really mad because she was like, how dare he enter this like this palace without my consent? And then one of them, one of the two guards that were greeting him was the queen's personal guard. Like I guess like the queen's right hand guard. And then the other guard is like, wow, like he sees, so he, they both see and greet the king and they like bow. And then the second guard is like, he's like, I guess a minor guard or something. He's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen the king in like real life. <gasps> he's so good looking. Like he's like, oh my God, he's like totally, totally king material. Like, wow. He's like kind of like a fanboy. <laughs> and then um, the queen's guard kind of like slays him. I think his he said that like you're not supposed to know who the king is because the king is technically in like hiding so his identity shouldn't be like out in the air but so Park Seo-jun and Kwang Soo they're climbing a wall like it's kind of like a fort into the city and they're climbing this wall to get in and then they come in or Park Seo-jun comes in first and then he sees like the heads, people's heads are like piked on the pole. Like I think they were like um, criminals or people who just like missed payments, I guess, or like peasants, I guess. Um, yeah, they were like piked on the pole. And it was kind of like, you know, like in the medieval times when you like, 
you know, p put it, like, display it for people to, like, be scared of and, like, you know, don't do bad things or you'll end up beheaded like this guy. So, yeah, um, Kwang Soo freaks out once he sees it and they're both, like, so worried. They're like, oh, my gosh, what if they do that to us? And Park Sun Jun's like, it's okay. Like, we're here to, like, find your sister. Like, we have a purpose. You know, we're going to get you an identity. It's like, it'll be okay. Everything's going to be okay. He's like, they're like, just don't look at it. Just don't look at it. And, and then they just, like, walk away. They steal clothing to hide their like peasant status and but they still look like even if they're like wearing kind of nice clothes It wasn't even like that nice like they couldn't even steal like Like a better hanboks, which is like the Korean traditional outfits. They couldn't even steal like a good one It was kind of like like they still look like peasants and their like hair was like all like unruly like they're very like amazed to be in like the bustling city like it's daytime people are like out in the market like a lot of people a lot of bustling motions um they're like oh what do we do now kwang's was like we're gonna find my dad and my sister but then like his stomach growls so we transition to our female character our female heroine um kuara i don't know her name in the character her kuara is the actress um, so she is in front of a crowd, Kuara, and she is telling them that a person does not die that easily. She's telling a story, and this story sounds very similar to the Korean drama. Um, it's about how a woman gets revenge on like a man who cheated on her by putting a mole on her face, and just by placing a mole on her face, like no one can recognize her. This was like a Korean drama, like, I don't know what it was called. It was Ane, Ane Yuhok, Wife's Seduction? I think it was Ane Yuhok. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but anyways, she's telling all of this, like the storyline, um, and she says all of the K-drama, like cheesy lines, like, oh, you're in here or in my heart, or like, which was like a, um, do I like you? Which was a line from Ayers. And yeah, it was pretty funny. The crowd, they're like listening. They're like, oh, wow, so romantic or whatnot. I don't know. And um, Park Hyung-sik from Zea, right? Zea, yeah. He is the king. Oh, wait, did I not mention that? Yeah, <laughs> Park Hyung-sik plays the king. And he is listening to this, um, this story. Like he's among the crowd and he's like, sitting and he's like listening to this story too. His servant, which is his personal bodyguard, he is like um, fanning him and he apparently like fell asleep. When he woke up, like the story was over, um, Kuara was gone and he asks someone, he's like, hey, where can I find that girl who was just telling the story? And then we see a different scene. Kwang Soo and Park Soo Joon, they enter a pub and it's kind of like a casino feel because people are gambling and Kwang Soo kind of like tries to act all like nonchalant like like he belongs there but of course like it's Kwang Soo and like yeah he can't fit in he kind of asks like nonchalantly or he tries to ask nonchalantly where can I find someone with a necklace like this like who can I um, ask for information regarding this necklace a random person he's like maybe you could go to Daiso which is like a shop apparently and maybe someone from there will know but Kwangsu doesn't know what that is and then like one of the gamblers is like you're not from here are you and then Kwangsu's like ah, of course 
course I am. I am totally from the capital city. Like, what are you talking about? So the gambler, he has like a huge scar like across his face, starting from the corner of his lips to like, to like his cheek cheekbone. There's like a scar. So I named him Scarface. I'm sorry. But yeah, Scarface is like, you're not from here, are you? And Kwang's is like, ah, what? I'm totally from here. Like, I'm just like you. I'm from the city, the capital city. And um, Scarface doesn't believe it, but he like resumes the game. And then he like goes all in um, and his opponent like has to match. They roll the dice, but it's like rigged. Um, I think it's, I don't know what they're playing, but they say like a number and then like if it is that number, then like the person who called it wins. But yeah, so they roll the dice, but it's rigged because the dealer is on Scarface's team. And so like he like makes sure that it's the number that Scarface says. So, so Scarface wins and um, his opponent lost all of his fortune. He was like, please, I'm begging you like... That was all my fortune. Give me a chance to like win it back. And then um, the Scarface is like, what are you going to bet then? Your head or like your daughter's head? Okay, first of all, like why are you bringing children into this gambling like pub? Huh? Why are you gambling in front of your child? Like seriously, this guy. But anyways, like this girl is like grabbing onto um, her dad's like arm and she looks like terrified. She looks like she's about five years old. And then Scarface is like, are you going to bet your head or your daughter's head? He then like motions for his like henchman to like open a box. And inside the box is a beheaded man or like the head of a man, not a beheaded man, a head of a beheaded man. He just carries that thing around. Like, first of all, it's going to smell because it's in a wooden box. Why would you even carry that thing around? Like you just carry willy-nilly to like like scare people I guess like oh look what I have in my box I got a head like who why Scarface why explain then Park Seo-joon kind of noticed how um, Scarface cheated and like the deal with like his henchman or like his a dealer Park Seo-joon like smiles and he's like I'll play Scarface is like what are you gonna bet and Park Seo-joon says I'll bet my head. And Scarface is like, it's one round. You sure? Are you up for that? And he's like, yeah. Um, Scarface makes a deal. He's like, if you win, then I'll leave everything I won today. And Park Seo-joon is like, no. If I win, you give up your head. They play the game and Park Seo-joon kind of like ousts him. Like, he like grabs the wrist like when the dealer is about to like you know rig the game and then Scarface is like who are you like who are you to you know to come at me and Pastor June's like me I'm I'm Keise and Scarface is like Keise oh my gosh you're the peasant from 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 Mang Mang village apparently like that's where they were living in Mang Mang village oh yeah and so like Pastor June kind of like threatens him like are you really afraid? Like, were you cheating this whole time? Like, they both, like, Kwang Su, like, makes a scene as well. Like, oh my gosh, like, why is he, like, so um, defensive? Like, if you, oh yeah, so Park Seo Joon is like, 
if you're that confident, like, why won't you just open up the, 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 the dice, like the cup, and see what number it is? Um, why are you so afraid of that being revealed? Have this game always been like rigged? Like, oh my gosh. And he like makes a scene and like the crowd goes wild. They're like, oh my gosh. They're like murmuring to themselves like, oh my gosh, they were cheating. The cheaters. And Kwang Soo and Park Seo-jun, they run away. The two split up and Park Seo-jun is like jumping and flying all over the place and they lose him. Like the Scarface and like his henchmen, they're pissed. Scarface is like, get him. And they're like running, running, and yeah, but they lose him. Um, then we transition to a cafe and this cafe has a lot of like youths. Um, I see like like teenage to like maybe college age-ish um, like youths. They're like in like fancy handbooks, like girls and guys are like socializing and the dad is there, oh not the dad, OF. OF is there and he like kind of motions for the head barista, which is like the owner. So the barista or the head owner comes over to OF and OF is like asking about like this shop. And apparently this is a, or that store, that um, cafe, it was a branch store. It wasn't even like a main store. Um, and they have a direct association to like the prostitution house. So back then, like um, prostitution house or like a, I don't want to say the W word, but like that was the translated word. Um, it was kind of like the men's social hangout place back in that time. So them having like a, this association is kind of like a big thing in terms of like connection wise. Um, so the dad is like, I'm looking for some, some like something special. And the owner's like, okay, what do you look for in a woman? And the dad's like, oh, not the dad. <laughs> Did I say dad again? And the OF is like, I'm not looking for a woman. I'm looking for a man, a beautiful man. And then they go to Taiso, which he also owns, like the um, the barista, the head barista. He also owns Taiso, which is funny because Taiso is like a Japanese like dollar store where they have all sorts of like knickknacks and stuff. So in this store, in his Taiso, it's like full of like knickknacks, all sorts of stuff like um, for hair ties to like um, hair clips um, to like weapons to like, you know, like art. Like he has all sorts of things and um, yeah, so they just like go in and look around. And then we see our female heroine, Kuara, she goes to get payment from a store, from like a liquor store, and the man pays her in like a metal wrench. Like it was like a piece of metal. And um, she's like, this is what I get. Like you're missing three months of payment. Like this is not enough. And then the owner gets like mad and he starts like dissing her. He's like, you think you're an actual maiden or agashi? Cause he was like calling her Agashi, or like my lady. Um, owner was like, you think you're an actual lady from a legit family? Like, you're not, because your mom is a peasant. Even if your dad is like high up in rank, there's no difference between you and me, because your mom's peasant. And um, he's like, stop thieving me. And he like, spits at her feet. She's like about to leave, but then she turns around, she's like angry, she's like, this is all on you. This was your doing. 
she opens up like a random jar and she starts like downing it and it's a pretty expensive liquor so the owner is like freaking out he's like what are you doing like that's that's expensive stop so it was an expensive alcohol and he tries to like stop her um but she like kicks him in you know his private area and like um she downs the whole jar she then says that like she will now accept her payments in alcohol jars so since he was missing like three payments he's like one per month like i'll come back next time and she's like drunk out of her mind she's like like wobbling around the streets she sees two children stealing rice cakes and she like chases after them but runs into Park so Jun and her shoe like flies off and he kind of like does like that Korean drama, like heroic, like he catches her as she's about to fall onto the ground. He then like lets her go like gently, but she lands on the floor. She like grabs onto his feet and she's like, please, can you like grab my shoe? Like I see it over there, but I can't like get down. Like I'm very dizzy. Like I can't go over there. Can you just like fetch it for me? And he like sees that guards are coming and they're riding a horse and he like pushes her away because he needs to go like if he gets caught like he's killed so he like ditches her and he like goes but he realizes that she's about to get run over by these two guards um they're like they're like riding the horse and they're like going really fast they're like get out of our way get out of our way and um she's like drunk so he then like grabs her and like moves her and does like that catching like heroic hold and she sees his face and she's like wow you're really good looking he then like leaves her again and he goes uh she's like my shoe and he throws her shoe and it hits her on the head and yeah she then like tries to walk home she gets home i think is her house and she like passes out on the front porch um, but it was like a hospital. So I, I'm guessing like her dad is the doctor. I don't know, but the doctor is like treating a patient and apparently that patient is a homeless man. And um, the doctor was treating him. The patient is like, you're so good to me even though I'm homeless. Like I will definitely like be on the lookout for your son. Like I will not stop searching because you're constantly looking after me. So the doctor is looking for his lost son that he and he's apparently been looking for him for 10 years. And I think that this lost son is Kwang Su. It has to be. So um, because they also kind of like look similar. We transition to inside the palace and Park Kyung Sik is in the in the palace he enters the throne there's like a caption that says he is the king sam mek jung so we're just gonna call him sam 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 for short um but anyways so his mom the queen confronts him and they do like a flashback so she was like why are you here and then they do a flashback to 11 years ago um, this female servant like rushes into the queen's uh, room, the queen's chamber, and she is like, "My lady, like, his Majesty has just passed away," and people are like fighting outside. Um, the queen gets out like her sword, and she's like protecting the um, the prince, and she's like, "Whatever it takes, we need to protect the last." real heir to the throne and then she orders her to fetch pao which is like the guard um 
And then he comes, and he was like that personal bodyguard that Sam had earlier. And she like orders him to protect the crown prince, which is Sam. So like the flashback is over. The queen is like, why are you here? Do you not trust me? Like there are still people who are trying to kill you now. And Sam is like, yeah, I know. Um, he kind of like hints though, like that she's kind of like stealing his throne because she's been reigning for so long. Like, and he's like, I'm just here to check whether my throne is okay because I've been gone so long. Like, like I'm about to forget who I am. So, you know, I just wanted to come and, you know, check my place and my like identity. Um, he's kind of like being passive aggressive. The queen is like, you're weakling. I decide when you can come back and claim your throne. Until then, live like a dead mouse. But that means like, don't live, right? Because the mouse is dead. Live like a dead mouse. These analogies. Um, we see two old men and they're kind of dressed like kind of royal. Um, they're like discussing why the palace doors were open in the middle of the night. And then they're like, you know, why would the palace door be open? Like, unless they're trying to let, you know, that person in, that person being the king. So they plan to hire an assassin to kill the king. Kwang Su, meanwhile, is waiting outside. He's waiting for um, Park So Jun, and he sees this assassin that enters where Sam was staying. And the assassin like goes into Sam's room. He like takes out a knife and he like stabs like the a bodily figure um, covered in like you know a blanket. But it's kind of like obvious that it's not a body like it was like pillows and he just like stabs it but of course it's not sam um sam is awake and then they like fight sam is much stronger than he is and uh much more skilled so he unarms him and sam's like what was the price for my life and the assassin is like it was three bags of rice the assassin was hired like without like telling who he really is because you know three bags of rice that's not like a lot and Kwang Su is like snooping and I wrote like I feel like he's gonna get killed because he was like like snooping around that um area where Sam was staying he sees Powell enter the room the queen's guard was there also like Sam thought that Powell was there like hiding um with him but it was the queen's guard and the queen's guard comes out and immediately like kills the assassin and Sam's like you didn't have to kill him he didn't even know who I was um like three bags of rice and but then like the queen's guard is like it was queen's order like he saw your face he has to be killed it's queen's orders and um Sam's like kind of pissed then Powell enters the room Powell realizes like what happened and Sam gets like angry he like leaves the room um he goes outside and then that's when like the queen's guard like comes after him, like your majesty he says like your majesty to um Sam and Kwang Su hears it they see Kwang Su because he's like not even hiding he's like literally like standing outside <laughs> and like all three of them they like see each other and so Kwang Su immediately runs away and the guard like chases him. Um, they're running and Pak Su Jun like out of nowhere like hides Kwang Su. Like he grabs him from behind and like pulls him to like a side. Um, yeah, they transition to like a little hut that they're staying at and Kwang Su's like, I think I just saw the king. And he tells him what happened and like what he heard. Like he's like, I heard, I clearly heard him say, your majesty. And Pasujin doesn't believe it. Kwang Su's like, he looks like an ordinary king. 
And yeah, Park Seo-jun is like, maybe what you heard is pelka, which means like, should I hit him? Your majesty is peha, which sounds similar to pelka. And so like, yeah, Park Seo-jun like hits him. Um, Park Seo-jun tells him to give him the necklace um, so that he can look for his father instead of him because Kwang Soo is too tall. He's like, you're gonna stand out. The next day, he's like roaming around the streets, like the markets and asking around. And then he suddenly like has a flashback about Kuara and like how like he caught her. Kwang Soo is at like another club, I think. There's a lot of like, other women and men and he sees Ara there and she's wearing like a similar necklace um, to his but Kwangsu doesn't have his necklace like Park Soo-jun has it but anyways he's like oh my gosh that's like that's my necklace I have to ask her but she enters the club and he can't enter he got he gets like cut, which is like he gets rejected in the you know up front up front because you know because he's a peasant and like he doesn't have ID I guess he looks pretty rugged and like a peasant so the guards are like you can't come in a group of men they come and they're pretty good looking and China, so there's like this one group so one group of like guys they enter and they're pretty good looking I guess like I don't the main guy is good looking his sidekicks not sure but like anyways they enter and they're kind of like f4 vibe like they come in like literally like people like split become like the red sea and then they're like you know walking in um and then there's another group and the leader of that group is chinese minho and oh my god he is so pretty looking like he He's good looking. And um, his name is Suho. So Chinese Minho, Minho, his name is Suho. So Suho comes in and they're like two groups. Um, they're coming in from like opposite sides and um, they don't like each other. Um, Suho makes it very clear like, oh my gosh, you again, like my luck is about to run out. Like I have to see your face. And Pan Ryu, Pan Ryu is the other leader. Um, and yeah, so they transition to Ara and Ara is also at the club, but um, she's there to tell like a story, like her raunchy story. And like both guy, like the Pan Yu's gang and um, Suho's gang, they're like listening from like a room because they're in a room, but like the walls are pretty thin. And so um, in one room, Pan Yu and his gang are there and they're listening. And then the other room, Suho, Actually, Suho and his gangs, they weren't even like in a room. They were like like near the door, like listening to the story. And then um, in another room, Sam was there. Sam was listening to the story. Like he had a private room. And yeah, so she's telling like this raunchy story and the guys are like getting excited. The girls there are getting excited too. Pan Yu is actually a bully, like because he's like using his rank to like bully this blue friend. Like he, I called him blue friend because he was wearing all blue. He makes his friend like do an errand like he's like hey you go fetch the alcohol because you are lower in rank than us like we are all higher like we hang out with you but like you can't just like you know bend that hierarchy like you're lower you do the errand and he says that he is like related to the king so he's like a descendant of the king but i think like he's not the crown heir so he's probably like you know the concubines or whatever 
Oh, so then we switch to Park Seo-joon, and Park Seo-joon, he enters the Daiso store, and he asks the owner um, if, he has, if he has ever seen that necklace. The owner is like thinking to himself, he's like, oh my gosh, he is really... He is either really high in rank or really low, and he's really ugly. That's why he's like wearing that like bamboo hat. Like he was wearing like that, you know, like the the cut or like the bamboo straw hat that like covers like it comes down to like the nose area. So um, the owner's like, that's why he's wearing the hat. He's probably ugly. He tells Park Sojun that like if you give me the necklace, like I can like ask around um and then like Park Seo-joon kind of lifts the hat hat and like they see eye to eye and he's like well it's not really mine it's my friend's so I can't really like give that to you and um the owner's like oh my gosh he's good looking <laughs> so we go back to Kwangsu and he like sneaks in he pretends to be like the server and then he like sneaks into the club He's looking for Ara and he sees her in like that room and he's like, I'm pretty sure that's my necklace. He's like in the middle of the hallway, like looking um, into the room. And then he bumps into, or like the, bru- the blue friend who's like pissed, he's like doing the errand. Um, he like bumps into Kwangsu and he's like pissed. Like he's like, why are you there? Like, who are you? Like, why are you even here? Like, who are you? Like, what's your identity? And um, like, show me some ID. And Kwangsu tries to leave because he doesn't have an ID. And the pissed off blue friend, like he like wrists grabs him and he like pulls him down and starts like beating him up. Um, Kuara is like telling the story and like the story also gets like pretty heated. And yeah, Sam, um, all the other friends are listening. But then like because blue friend is making such a ruckus, um, Suho comes out and he's like, who is making this noise? Like and ruining the story like they were about to reach climax and um he sees the blue friend he's like you pan yu's trash suho it says that he's a prince and pan yu is also a prince so they're both princes but i think they're like from not from the queen they're like from maybe like other wives or other like like lower ranks or even like concubines you know or servants because the king like literally i read this that like all the women all the female from like servants to like nurses or whatever like all the women in the palace belong to the king and king can do whatever is what i've heard but yeah so i think that's how they're like titled princes um uh, anyway so everyone rushes out even the girls um they're like oh my gosh like panyu and Prince Suho, they're gonna get into a fight. Like, oh my gosh. Because, like, Panyu also came out too. Sam also comes out, but he goes into the room that Ara was in. Um, Ara was, like, the only one that's that was there. And she gets, like, scared because she thinks that he's about to, like, rape her. But he was just, like, curious about, like, the ending to the story. The blue friend is about to, like, ki- kill Kwang Su. He, like, gets out his knife and he says that, like, because Kwang Su ignored the important rule of, like, the hierarchy in Silla and he entered the capital city without permission because he's a peasant, he's like, I can kill him. It's legal. Like, no one tried to stop me because this is legal. Like, I can do whatever I want because I'm higher in rank than him. He's a little... And then a dice... The dice, what not dice, a die, that 14-sided die with the body parts, 
that comes across and hits him on the head and it's Park Seo-joon to the rescue and he's rescuing Kwang-soo once again. Um, he easily disarms the blue friend and then like with his with the blue friend's sword, he like draws a round circle around him. He then says like if killing a peasant who sneaked into the capital city is your law, my law is to beat up the royals who crossed this line. If you want to fight me, then come in. I'll gladly fight you. And that's how this episode ends. So yeah, it was a long episode. I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see V because that's like the only reason why I chose this drama because I want to see V. Um, but I think I saw the preview and yeah, I think he's coming out. So it really made me kind of want to watch the next episode, which is like new out of all the episodes that I've watched doing this podcast, I never wanted to see, okay, I don't never is such a strong word, but I didn't really want to see the next episode, but this drama, I want to see the next episode because I want to see V, so. I do have like overall questions too, like um, who is Park Seo-joon? Like, cause I feel like if he is important to this drama, he wouldn't be like a low rank, like, peasant right i came up with like a few theories like he is either like one of the queen's son maybe like that she um you know maybe had an affair with someone and then like she had to like throw away this boy because you know he wasn't like the heir to the throne but he's like related to the queen so that's like my first theory and or maybe he is uh, another one of those like low princes so like related to the king but not from the queen, you know? Um, so that's the second theory. Or he might be like related to Ara maybe? Like, well, no, I think Kwangsu. Kwangsu for sure is related to Ara, yeah. So yeah, that's it overall. Very excited that this first episode was not too bad. Like it was a lot of materials, like a lot of information. Um, I think usually the first few episodes are packed because they're trying to like okay let's get the show started here are the characters here are whatever so um yeah but i was really happy to see like a really nice looking good looking face yeah thank you guys so much for listening um and for joining me today uh as i talk about the episode the first episode of Hwarang, the beginning don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram on KDrama in Room 343. Make sure to subscribe to wherever you are listening to our podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. And also, please leave a five-star rating on Apple iTunes podcast or wherever you can leave ratings. Um, we would love to fe uh, hear your feedback. We are also still partnered up with Audible to bring you guys a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at www.audibletrial.com slash kdrama in room 343. Okay, I will talk to you guys about episode two next week. Thanks for joining me. Bye! Bye.